Maryville University and Maryville Hockey represent Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, club hockey fans, college hockey fans, professional hockey fans, hockey fans in general. We are live. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. We are live from the beautiful Bar Canada inside of the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino right off of uh, downtown and Fremont Street here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. This is uh, show number four of four for us, so uh, we've uh, been very excited to be here. Scott Strandy uh, with you tonight along with my co-host as always on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, Stephen Marsh is joining me. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm good. I can, I can testify now that Scott does exist in the flesh because I just realized, Scott, you know, we've been doing this show almost a year now, and this is the first time we've had an opportunity to do a show together in person in the same location. Well, you've been in Vegas before, but to be together in the same building to do a show. And it's, it's great to be with you in person. Obviously, COVID had a lot to do with why we couldn't do more of these kind of shows together, but we're glad to be here at the D this week and uh, today, tonight for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly to end a great Vegas week of shows for your quad pot of hockey, because I know you love that, that term so much. <laughs> yeah, I do love the quad pot of hockey. And like I said, tonight's going to be a lot of fun, Stephen, because as everybody knows, there's not a whole lot of ACHA to talk about uh, just because of COVID and all the restrictions, things like that. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. But tonight we got two guests. We have a very special guest right here from the D, and, and Darren Banks is going to join us, the uh, VIP executive host here. Um, and former NHLer, and a uh, number of games in the uh, in the minor leagues and roller hockey and a little of everything. So we'll have Darren on in about oh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, we also have a holdover because my co-host from Sunday and Tuesday night, Paul Hornstein, was not able to get on his plane today. For some reason, JetBlue has him scheduled for tomorrow. So uh, Paul is here with us as well, and I know he's excited to get some questions in for Darren as well. So uh, when we get going on that, we'll uh, we'll get rocking and rolling and doing a lot of good stuff. So, but well, you know, Scott, real quick, you know, it's what better? He got stuck in Vegas. He got stuck in Vegas. How? I mean, you know, I mean, we got. We feel so sorry for Paul who couldn't get back to probably a cold New York and said he's stuck here in warm Las Vegas for another day. I mean, I mean, there could be worse places he could be stuck at. So he, so it's uh, you know, what what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, we figured like, if he's going to be here at the D with us, we're going to put him to work. 
So uh, we, we put him on. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Uh, he's not right here yet. So, but you you put him uh, to work though today. You you took him you took him out to a shoot oh, yeah. today. Yeah, I I put him to work. Let, let let's get that underway right off the get go. Paul Hornstein, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Like, uh, we're like doing Steve well. Said, they're all worst places to be stuck. Absolutely, and as like Stephen just mentioned, we put you to work today because we brought you over to the yard, uh, hockey training center, to uh, have you do a little filming with me for an upcoming what drives you. So uh, yeah. thank you for your help on that. That was a lot yes, of fun. No for, problem. Thank, thank you for that, Scott, because I was going to be doing that. So I got to relax this afternoon while after I went to Silver Knights practice while you got from going from the airport thinking you were going home to going with Scott on another shoot. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, no problem, Stephen. Uh, I'm just going to have to ask for another raise. <laughs> another one? That's a good, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I need my first raise right now. No, uh, he, he comes back me with another one. Okay, let's quickly uh, talk a little bit of ACHA hockey. Big news broke here the other night. Uh, we were able to have Nick Raboni on while we were here. We had him on last night, and uh, and he told us the news that, uh, well, you break it. You're the Las Vegas guy. Yeah, well, you and Paul had him on last night on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, but for the, uh, or for College Hockey Southwest Weekly, excuse me, for, but for our club hockey uh, listeners. Uh, we were going to talk about that. And UNLV announced Monday night that they weren't going to be able to play their season. You know, they had postponed it to January, but they decided last night that it was not going to be possible for them to move forward to play a season this year. Uh, it was just too too many uh, too many challenges and, and issues. I'll read the statement that they posted out on social media. It says, uh, due to continuous hardships with COVID-19, UNLV Hockey has officially announced the cancellation of its 2020-2021 season. The health and well-being of our student athletes, coaches, staff, and our entire fan base is our top priority. As it stands today, the local government determined that a safe enough path for competition could not be found for spring of 2021. While we respect this decision, our hearts hurt for our student athletes and for their families, our staff, and all who love the Rebel Hockey Program. We look forward to working with the WCHL, UNLV, and City National Arena to prepare to return to play in the fall of 2021. In the meantime, we will focus our energy on our resilient and exceptional student athletes and support them in every way possible. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's what had to be done uh, under the circumstances. It was it was funny because Nick was saying that so many teams can play at home, uh, and maybe even UNLV could have, but they can't get teams here. Uh, the only team I believe that might have been able to come here was Minot State, and they just couldn't didn't feel it was worth playing uh, one or two game series against Minot State and then calling it quits uh, for the season. So uh, too bad for that, but but uh, UNLV and the coaching staff and everybody there is is very resilient. They've, they've stayed relevant all the way through the COVID times. Um, we know U of A is still hoping to play some games. I saw today on uh, on Twitter that Grand Canyon started some practices, so I think they're Who? intending on trying to play some games. Uh, Grand Canyon Who? University. No, yeah, said somebody exactly. something before that. Who? Oh, oh, yeah, the University of Arizona. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that, who they are. Paul Ernstein's favorite team. Listen to me, folks. I am surrounded by these guys. I got UNLV over here. I got ASU over here. Bulldog here. I just will remind you both that we do have back-to-back national championships at the NCAA level at the University of Minnesota. Okay, off my soapbox for that one. Um, also, our uh, our. Presenting partner, Maryville University, got some game action in as well this week. So, uh, Stephen, what do you know about Maryville? 
Uh, well, Maryville had a couple of games uh, last weekend against Midland University, and they split those games uh, with Midland. They lost the Friday game uh, four to two, and then won the Saturday game by a uh, five to one score. Uh, they also had a couple of games coming up. Oh, we want to go back to the game against McKendry as well. They had a, a midweek game there against McKendry and won that two to one. So overall, now the record is three and three. Uh, two and three. Uh, yeah, three and three is the record now. And they had a couple of games against Liberty that was going to happen this weekend, but those have been uh, canceled. Um, and then I've just read just before we came on here that uh, now Liberty is going to do that opportunity to uh, host Long Island University, which is a new team in the uh, NCAA program and, and NCAA level, and they're going to host them this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. So Liberty's going to do that. So, But, yeah, but for um, Maryville, though, they had a couple of games last week and they split. And they had a game against the Kendry they won, so their record now three and three. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, it, it, I'm always happy to see teams play when they can, but of course, it's the protocol, it's the safety in this time that needs to be taken under uh, under concern first. And uh, when you look at what's going on with uh, all the different teams, what do I say, Steve? And every week I say, especially ACHA hockey, you have to stay relevant, even if you can't play games. You've got to stay relevant with your website. you got to, with fundraising, with opportunities for people to do things with your team and, and keep your name out there because if you don't, they're going to forget about you and then you're going to have to go earn them back again once this COVID stuff ends. And you, and you asked Nick about that last night on the show. I was here listening to the show and I listened back to it uh, today. And, you know, you asked them, you know, how did they stay relevant? And they've done a good job of putting out their social media. They have a guy over there uh, uh, they, that they hired on to help with a lot of their media content now to put together these videos and, and graphics and stuff for social media and uh, put that out there and, and be engaging with, with the fans. And, and that's all important stuff because uh, it's, it's going to help UNLV stay in the conversation. Uh, it's going to help them stay relevant, as you said, when it comes time for them to start next season. Uh, so, so that people will remember that they're still around. But I, I think being in the market they are in Las Vegas and with the booming of the Golden Knights and now the Silver Knights, and, and there's just a lot of attention for hockey. So it's, it's very important that they continue to, to put themselves out there and, and be beneficiaries of all that, and they've, they've done a good job of doing that. Yeah, I totally agree. I told, told you that I would do a quick shout-out to the guys at the Yard Hockey Training Center. It was a great time to get over there. We've got a great What Drives You. Uh, Jason uh, brought us in and – showed us around and if you haven't been over there and you're a hockey player, fan, parent, coach, uh, reach out to Jason at the Yard uh, Hockey Training Center just off of, uh, I guess the 215, or the 15 and uh, maybe the 215, whatever, right off the airport area anyway where the rental cars are returned. It's very close to that. So get on over there, say hello to Jason, tell my STEM hockey sent you and uh, and uh, try that out. It's, uh, it's fantastic. You'll see the what drives you a special up on our website, icetimehockeysw.com, on uh, Sunday. Okay, let's take a quick break, and let's come back, and let's bring on somebody that not only knows hockey very, very well, but also knows the D Las Vegas very, very well. We'll be right back with our special against Darren Banks in three minutes. When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big City Access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. 
With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's student. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas in two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app, this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. We are thrilled to be spending our fourth night here in the beautiful D Las Vegas, Bar Canada. And, uh, you know, when I reached out to Derek and asked him about uh, coming down here, and he said, yeah, we'll do the deal with you guys as long as you come down here and do some live shows. So I said... Okay, if we're going to do live shows here, we need some Vegas people. We brought in Nick Raboni last night. Today we're going to welcome in a guy that knows a lot about the D, a guy that knows a lot about Circa, and a guy that knows a lot about hockey and Darren Banks. So, Darren, you got Scott, Stephen, Paul with you tonight. Thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome for having me. I'm glad that you guys were able to come down here. We're thrilled to be here. Uh, I don't know how much you know about what we do, but we cover college professional hockey from Denver to Tucson. And everything in between, we do four separate podcasts. So we do one every night live, Sunday through Wednesday. Um, so when I was talking hockey, I was going like, okay, we got a guy that played in the NHL, played a number of years in, in the minor leagues, resides here in Vegas. So tell us what you do right now, and then let's talk hockey. Well, what I do here is I'm the a VIP executive host here at the D, the Golden Gate, and now Circa. So more or less uh, get players in, take care of the reservations, from car reservations to dinner to room reservations, make their experience real simple and easy, and then most of the time just have fun with everybody. So I'll tell you, we had a chance to get over to Stadium Swim. <laughs> when Derek brought that idea and said, hey, I want to build this Circa, and I want to do this sports book and this uh, Stadium Swim philosophy, what was your first thought? Did you have to have his temperature check, see if he's okay? No, I thought it was a great idea. And, you know, the big thing is it being open 365 days a year, where these other pools here, 
in town might be open three months if they're lucky. Some of them, uh, people coming from the east want to go to the pool if it's still warm out. And now our pools are 95 degrees. You can come in February, you can come in January, and still have a good time. Okay, I'm going to let my co-host jump in and ask you some questions too, I promise. But i got to ask you one more because when we were over at uh, at Stadium Swim and, and and we were there doing the show, uh, doing a little preview stuff on Saturday night, uh, what a beautiful facility, but the, but the hockey and the sports and the sports book. I mean, it's all about fun. That's Derek's idea, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, the sports book and the size of the – the sports book, the screens, the TV screens, the side of the screen outside means like watching something in a stadium. Uh, it's a great venue. There's no bad seats. Uh, it's a real good time. Okay. My co-host over here is uh, is a guy that's from Vegas, so he's very familiar with everything that goes on here. He co-hosts with me on the club hockey side of things, so he's very familiar with UNLV. Stephen Marsh, you got something for Darren? Yeah, so I won't... let me ask you this. Um, when it... What made you get into hockey? I mean, you know, you, you, you look at players that start with, you know, going to certain sports and why they want it. But what, what drew you to the sport of hockey um, when, when you decided that you wanted to play hockey? Well, it's not hard for being a Canadian kid. Uh, you know, we grow up, we skate uh, in the wintertime. You might not play much organized hockey, but just random skate with every kid from if you're six years old, you'll play with the 10-year-olds, the 12-year-olds. Everyone skates, and in the summer, you just play baseball. So I played a lot of sports when I was a kid, and I gravitated more to hockey. So your time your time in the NHL wasn't as long as you would have liked, I'm sure, but the Boston Bruins got you on the roster, got you to play a few games. Um, every kid dreams of putting out that NHL sweater. What was that like? Well, it's every kid's dream, right? You know, you just you play in that one game, and then when you're there, you, I mean, you never know how long you're going to be there. And just play professional hockey, getting paid to play the game that I love to play. So uh, it was great. I mean, it's why I played for 14 years and wish I maybe played, you know, a few more after that. In addition to that, and I'm going to let Paul throw in a question here in just a second, but you played a lot of minor league cities. You were all over the place. And when I looked at your resume, I said, I need to have them on because you touched Phoenix, you touched uh, Las Vegas touch other places but when you look back at it now and from the 90s until where we are did you think hockey was going to explode like it has certainly in vegas but in the southwest altogether yeah i mean vegas i thought it was a no-brainer it's because you got to remember most people that live here are not from here so you know if they're from somewhere else and you know they've seen hockey loved hockey and now that it's here i mean i played for the minors and i played here in vegas and we had a pretty good fall. As long as you got a good team, I think if your teams aren't that what that good, you have a hard time following them. But professional sports and people just love watching it. Okay, my New York co-host is going to jump on with something. Well, the first what goal? <laughs> my first goal. I actually didn't know it went in the net. Uh, I just kind of. The guy, I can't remember if I shot or a guy shot it and it went off of me. Next you know, I was standing right there and I looked, I was like, it's in the net, you know. So I was pretty excited about it. Uh, I never got the puck, which most rookies get. You know, first time playing the NHL, you get your first goal. I never got the puck. And really, to be honest with you, I didn't really care. I, uh, I've i never been that guy about collect mementos. You know, I played against Wayne Gretzky, Marilyn Mew, every single one of them. You know, why wouldn't I grab their stick? You know, I just never did. I played with Ray Bork and Adam Oates. Hall of Famers, Brett Hall, I mean, everybody, and I never wanted any of that stuff, uh, nor did I care, you know, and I've never, even as a kid, 
kids have hockey jerseys. I never owned a hockey jersey. Uh, didn't care. Do I have a favorite team? No, I didn't have a favorite team. I like players. So I was kind of different the way I act and the way I thought about things. So love those little mementos. Yeah, they've been great, but I would have gave it to my dad. I mean, it's like my Turner Cup ring that I won with the IHL. And sitting at my parents' house. Uh, but, you know, then they sent it back to me, and they, they, they thought they'd lose it, so I have it now. But, um, you know, those kind of things, I didn't really care. But playing the game was just something I loved, and, you know, I, I'll never forget that. Favorite players growing up, believe it or not, were Bobby Clark, Mike Palmatier, Kenny Dryden, uh, Ganey. I like the Tiger Williams. I like a little bit of everything. I like tough guys, like guys that score. Daryl Settler. Meeting Daryl Settler a couple of years ago and actually talking to him for a long period of time was kind of cool. Now my players now, I love uh, Connor McDavid. I can't believe a guy can skate that fast and stick handle. Um, he's probably my favorite. Sidney Crosby, you can't, you know, the kid's done everything, so... They're probably my two favorites right now to watch, and, you know, I enjoy watching them. Tell us a little bit about your style. I mean, we can see your, your physical and imposing style. I'm sure that was a lot, but uh, what did you like to do on the ice? What was your claim to fame uh, in hockey? Well, anybody that ever played against me knew I liked to play a little bit of a rough game, and you definitely weren't going to take advantage of anybody on my team. I, you know, I wasn't scared to fight. It's something, you know, you couldn't teach that to some kid. You couldn't learn that. But some guys had to figure out how they were going to get to the next level, and that's how the, some guys became fighters and didn't want to be. Um, but, yeah, I played a little bit rough and do the game now. I don't really like it because they don't hit that much. But I mean, they skate 100 miles an hour and because, they, you know, they took out the red line. So little things like that, you know, the hitting and kid gets clipped a little bit and he lays down on the ice, and I don't like that. But that's the way they're going, and, you know, I, I'll still watch it. So I hear you. So, so right here in Vegas – uh, the growth that's happened with Bill Foley taking over with the Golden Knights and bringing them here and establishing them. You were here. You saw one October. You've seen the pandemic now. Uh, one thing I always give Vegas credit for is they didn't stop. They just kept building ranks. They kept bringing in teams. The, the Henderson Silver Knights were done during the pandemic. Um, is that a Vegas thing, Darren, or is that something that uh, it's just the mentality? I think it's probably the mentality here. You know, they like to keep things up. We want to keep people working. You know, that's that's a big thing. And, you know, I think biggest problem with this pandemic is there's people around this country. Stores might not ever open. Restaurants might open all because they close them. You should have your own free will to go and do what you please. I understand you want people to be cautious. They can't, but you can't live afraid. And people can't live in their homes. And, yeah, people are dying from it. And you do what you got to do to try, maybe to avoid it. But... To be cooped up and living like you're in an igloo is just, uh, I think it's nuts. I hear you. Steven, you got another one for Darren? Yeah, I want to I go back to your, your IHL days, and and, especially, and you spent a little bit of time here in Vegas with the Thunder, which people may not, people in Vegas might be familiar with them, of course, from the, the 90s. I was just a young kid. I don't really remember too much from them, but a lot of people do. Tell me the kind of hockey that was, because when I heard from that hockey from people that watched it, it was a, and you've mentioned this, how the game has changed a little bit in the NHL, is that it was very physical, and, and that people that went to the Thunder games, it was, they were, it was loud, it was raucous, it was, it was a lot of fighting and stuff. So tell me about the IHL days and then, you know, play the time that you spent in Vegas during, during those times in the IHL. Well, the IHL days, they were rough. They were tough. They were fast. I mean, you had guys who played in the NHL and for whatever reasons couldn't get another contract, they came to the I. Uh, when I played for Vegas, I would say at least 
more than half the team had played at least one game in the NHL. So we are really good. Uh, the hockey was different than what people are seeing nowadays. And like I said, it was a lot of hitting, a lot of skating, a little bit of everything. Now they just – now they're really fast. The kid, and they're they're built differently. You know, I, if I had a kid nowadays, I'd probably break him in half. Um, but he's in way better shape than we ever were. You know, they have nutritionists. They got a coach for everything nowadays. So, um, like I said, it's a different game. Back then, if you watched it, and you would see a million penalties compared to what you're seeing nowadays. So when we talk about bringing hockey to Vegas, and obviously it's an entertainment sport a lot more than it used to be probably where now you see the, the, the pageantry and stuff that goes on before between periods and all that. Talk to me as a, as a casino host here. How, how did people pre-pandemic talk to you about wanting to visit Vegas and the sports scene here? Well, the one thing I'm going to tell you, it's not that easy to get a ticket because there's so many season ticket holders here. And to get them through our casino, I mean, we have eight seats on the glass, and which are amazing seats to watch a game. Not my favorite because it's hard to see the game when it's at the other end of the rink. But we also have a suite. And people could – sometimes our tickets, we, we sell them. Uh, and then the rest of them are given to our players. People come here and gamble. They're, you know, there's a kind of a gift that we give them to be able to go to a hockey game. And, and it's, it's nice. The games are over in less than three hours. We get them in. We limo them all there. We get them to the game. We get, you know, they have the time of their life. They come back, and they're right back to the casino, back doing what they were doing here. Let me follow that up by asking you about the downtown area because you work with Circa Golden Gate here at the D, and things are changing, and a lot of it's got to do with Derek Stevens and, and his efforts to uh, to make this a more environment-friendly uh, place. And, and, again, the fun part of it, but Circa comes on board, right? And you guys open up, and, and Derek has, like, uh, checking early two days or whatever it was. What what what's the circa like and what's that meant to Vegas already? Yeah, Derek Stevens an innovator. I mean, he's thought out of the box and the things that he does. He's made it so much fun. And you got to give Tony Shea a big applaud because he built up East Fremont, which people you would never walk down there before. Uh, and he's built that up. So it's a safe environment to be down here. And the good thing here is if you want to go to the D or you want to go to the Golden Nugget or any of the prime the properties down here, you can get there in less than five minutes. So it's a nice, you know, quick in and out, in and out. You can go to seven different casinos and have a good time. So it's a safe area. And in Circa, it's, just, it's blown aspirations of anything that people have ever thought. It's now like a strip property downtown. And we're trying to make it as fun as we can. And the same mentality we have here, we have over there. And it's just fun, fun, fun. And we're going to keep building on it. Okay, I'm going to let my co-host. By the way, that's, that's, that's five minutes if you don't get distracted by anything. And add that to my collection. I mean, there's 2,860 more pelements. I'll take five more. I'm trying to get to 3,000 somehow. Uh, well, we talked you hockey. say. Hold on a minute. We talked ice hockey, but I want you to jump in on roller hockey because Darren did a little bit of that too. Well, he did it. We talked about that for a few minutes before he did it. You know, uh, I only asked him about it because I'm probably a one of the few people that remembers because my friend was the coach at least one of those years. I don't know how many years he did it, but that's 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 another story. the The question I had for you is, when you guys give the tickets to somebody to go to the game. How, what roughly the percentage is that somebody's first time that they go to a game? 
that's been a lot of people's first time in the game, and it's one of the reasons why I go to every game. Uh, you know, if they're sitting on a the glass, so they'll be asking all kinds of questions. They, they probably ask even more. We're in a suite because we can move around a little bit more up there. So we, I would say we've turned people that have never really watched hockey, and they live wherever, into huge hockey fans now because it's the first time they loved it. They had a great experience. Maybe they go back to if they live in Chicago and they now go to a Blackhawks game. But that's the opportunity to have is when you Blackhawks come here, we have people going crazy just to come and see their Blackhawks here. So all those little things that we have to have to be able to go to a hockey game, it's kind of a perk. And if there's something that's available and you can buy this season ticket when we don't have, you know, we're not using them that night. But usually you will see me at almost all the games with those people. People don't realize that. That we had a lot of we have a lot of Chicago fans here. In fact, before the the Golden Knights or came on the storm, I mean, you'd see a ton of Blackhawks jerseys in Vegas. You'd also see a lot of Cubs jerseys for baseball. There seems to be a big following of Chicago fans here in Las Vegas. So yeah, every time I and then in years past when then the Blackhawks have come to T-Mobile, you'll see a lot of Chicago fans in the stands as well as the Golden Knights. I want to ask you real quick though, you know, you you've been involved in hockey for a while and and you obviously go to the Golden Knights games. What is the um, atmosphere of T-Mobile in the Golden Knights game rank in far as energy and electricity compared to other places you played and had a chance to be a part of in all the levels you played? Well, I played in a lot of arenas in my day professionally, and now this rink with the music and with the crowd, it is by far the best arena I've ever seen. And now the coaches that coach on a lot of these other teams in the NHL are guys I either I played with or I played against. A lot of them come down and see me, have dinner with stuff, and they say it's it's the hardest thing for them to coach because they their players can't hear them, and especially in between whistles. They have timeouts, and he goes, we don't even speak to them because it's so loud in there. So the atmosphere is unbelievable, and the fans here have become unbelievable hockey fans, and they really support the team. And fortunate, the team's been winning, so that's been uh, you know it's been a big plus in our cap. Well, it even seems like even seems like that the. Um with no fans in there right now, it still seems like they're doing a really good job of, of, of piping in the noise and making it a, a home atmosphere. I mean, what have you, from what you've been able to see on TV from that, or just from what you've heard, um, how not having fans in there, but the, the atmosphere in there still seems to be comparable to other teams so it's up there. Yeah, that's what I hear they're trying to do. I mean, I've watched it at home, and I watch it here at the Deer or at Circa. That piped in noise, I think it's so stupid. It's... Uh, you know, they put it in the wrong times. You know, you hear some of the stuff. And to be honest with you, I could watch a game without just listening to the announcers is uh, is good enough. And, yeah, it's unfortunate we don't have fans. Um, and that's a big difference. And, again, for a player that's playing on the ice, you don't hear them. You know, it's kind of like a white noise. You don't really hear them. The only time you hear them is in between whistles. So the noise, it doesn't affect the players that much. It's nice to, you know, hear a little bit during the games on TV or whatever, but I think it's kind of dumb because it's not really – they're doing their best. They're trying their best to make it entertaining besides listening to the announcers, but if the announcers aren't that entertaining, then it's hard to listen to that noise. And, and the difference between having the, the – you know, when, you, when, there's, when there's a lot of noise and when there's not a lot of noise, that the players can talk, communicate more on the ice, and you can hear the other teams. I'm sure that makes a big difference too, right? I mean, again, for the players, it's not a big deal. It's uh, they don't hear it. You you've always been able to communicate with your teammates on the ice. The fans would never over you know overcome you. The only time you would really hear it is in between whistles. So, Darren, let me ask you this: Now the uh, the AHL franchise is here. 
Uh, we talked about how important it was for the NHL team to have their players close. But now there's a new environment. The new 6,000-seat arena being built. Uh, the Orleans is going to be home for them for a little while. Uh, give us a thumbnail of how you think the AHL franchise, the Henderson Silver Knights, are going to get out of the shoots even in pandemic. How will they be and how will they be supported down the road? I think down the road it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, that fan that can't afford to go to that Knights game where he's paying maybe 200 a ticket or whatever, he's going to go there and pay $25 ticket and take his whole family. So he might educate younger kids into seeing more hockey games because they're able to afford those tickets. So I think the team, having the American League team here, is going to be big. You're going to see that new star that gets drafted, and you're like, well, why isn't Cody Glass playing? Well, he's in the American League. Now you can watch him. And it's nice for those teams. And for the, for the NHL teams, they love having their American League team close to them because it doesn't cost them that much. And now here, they don't even have to move a kid because he can stay in the same house that he's in. So uh, it's advantageous to the team. And the fans, I think, will really support it. They'll really back them. And it'll be, it'll be a good thing. It'll work really well here. Totally agree. Paul, you got another one? Well, I, I had a question as long as the, taking Vegas out of the equation. What was your favorite city to play in as you traveled around as a hockey player? Favorite city to play in? I would say the fair place for me to play in, like the rink-wise, was Edmonton. It was by the far the fastest rink I'd ever skated in. We can't really talk about what we did off the ice in other cities. L.A. might have been a really good place to go, but no, it was But the best rink. Skating-wise, to play a game with Edmonton because the ice was so much faster there than it was anywhere else. Have you had a chance to get on the T-Mobile ice and skate, maybe even during the warmer weather? Because as as somebody who watches from afar, I noticed, especially in that first year, just how fast that ice was too. And I thought it compared to watching any game in Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver. The, the ice there is really good. It, the difference in the rinks now are the boards really give, which I it's amazing how much they give and how hard they were when we played. Um, I think all the rinks have to be kind of the same now in the league, where before, you know, Edmonton was way above everybody else. Um, and I skated on team owner. We were the first, me and a bunch of guys here were the first ones to skate. We skated there before the team did. So I've been on all the rinks except for the new one that they're building in Henderson, the practice rink. That's the only one I haven't skated on. Okay, so we talked NHL, we talked AHL. I, I joked with Kerry Bubbles the other day when I was visiting with him. I said, is it time for an ECHL team in Boulder City? <laughs> and we could call them the, the Boulder City Bronze Knights or something. But uh, in all seriousness, um, the NCAA is bringing the, region, the uh, final Frozen Four here in 2026. Is it time or will it be time soon for UNLV to make that jump to NCAA hockey and start bringing that out west as well? You know what? I, I went and watched them play last year. I only seen one game, but I actually skate with like three of those guys on that team right now. There's some really good hockey players. And yeah, it'd be great to see the NCAA come out here. And I think they're a club team right now, but they get them into Division One or whatever division they got to be in. But it, it'd be great to have, and it'd be great for kids that live here not have to really leave home to go to college and play hockey. They would be able to play here. So again, they'll, they'll recruit kids from everywhere, just like they do every, every other school. So It'd be interesting to see what happens down the road, but that, I think we're talking a long ways away. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Stephen, you got one more? 
So somebody that grew up in Las Vegas and became, was a big sports fan. I, uh, the, the biggest thing, obviously, we had we have UNLV football and basketball. Obviously, we've had some minor league teams come through here, but to have a pro team here now and for hockey to be the first one is is great. But since then, you know, we have the Raiders have come here. They're talking about an NBA team coming here, Major League Baseball. We're talking about the Super Bowl is going to be coming here. All these big sports events, or you know, at, with NCAA programs. So uh, it seems like hockey kind of um, kind of got the ball rolling here with with bringing sports to Las Vegas. Uh, what have you seen on, on that, that regard? Yeah, I mean, hockey got it started. And it's kind of ironic because Derek and I talked, this is nine years ago, about hockey coming here. And I said it's a no-brainer. And again, because of what people and what we have here. And yeah, all those other sports are definitely coming. There's not, I don't think there's a sport around baseball foot, or football's here. Baseball, soccer will be, you know, I think all those sports will be here. And again, it, you got to remember, anybody lives somewhere else would love to go see their team somewhere else and why not see it in Vegas through this atmosphere that we have here and uh, the things we can offer that their city might not have. So I think at one, at some point, every professional sport will be in Vegas. And I think one other thing too, that the difference between that makes uh, our golden Knights special is the fact that they came together from scratch. They was a team that came from um, nothing, you know, the misfits as they were nicknamed in the first season there. Um, the Raiders have come in, but they were a very established team. There's talk about bringing other team leagues in. But how, how, how neat is it that Vegas born, truly is Vegas born when it comes to the Golden Knights and that they are built from scratch. And then that great run they had that first season, that just really helped propel hockey and, and the popularity here in Las Vegas. Yeah, that, that was amazing what happened the first year. And if you've heard, if you heard any interviews I've done beforehand, I didn't think, I thought the team would be middle of the road. You know, they came out and, they, you know, they make it to the Stanley Cup final. And I have to tell people, I go, this doesn't happen. I mean, we're watching the Toronto Maple Leafs up here earlier today, and they haven't been in the Stanley Cup final in 50-something years. So, you know, it doesn't happen very often. And we've been very fortunate. Teams gone to the Stanley Cup final, conference finals. You know, they're doing well. And, you know, Jordan McPhee and now Pete DeBoer, the head coach, are putting a good product out there. And, you know, we, we might see a Stanley Cup champion. You know, I don't know. Bill Bullies had six years, and I thought he was a pipe dream, but you never know. I mean, it could happen in six years. Okay, Darren, so let me ask you this. I, I saw in your, in your background, you went to college, you were a sociology major, and we went through the whole Black Lives Matter and, and everything that went on, and, and it's time, right? It was It's way past time. But how do you feel about uh, the acceptance now of everybody getting a chance to play and hockey being for everyone? Well, it's a great thing because you're going to see kids, and I work with uh, – a youth hockey program in Detroit, and there's kids that have never even seen hockey, and there's kids there that are like selling like crazy, and all because you're giving them a chance. And hockey's an expensive sport; it's not easy for every parent to go out there. And you know, that skates are six, seven hundred dollars now, and, you know, and you don't want to give them a pair of crappy skates, so it's hard for some parents to afford that. And the ice bills, so those those kind of things they're doing, and they're doing around the country, and. You know, they're doing them in Philadelphia and Chicago. They're doing them in all these cities now. So it, it, it's a good thing. And you're going to find some diamonds in the rough out there. You, you don't know what. You know, it might be baseball. I mean, some of those other sports are a little easier, like soccer. You know, it don't take much to play that. So um, I'm glad that hockey's finally figured it out, and they're keep striving to get better. Absolutely. I'll let my co-host from New York have disappeared on me. <laughs> so I'm going to take it away and let you have the last question here to uh, – First of all, again, thanks for stepping in because it's incredible, fun to be able to visit with you. But when we look at um, the sports betting scene, and that was a big taboo in Vegas, right? Everybody was worried about the sports betting scene. You see it up close. Circus right behind us. Um, 
everybody can do it on their phone now. I mean, it's not a big deal. So it really doesn't affect the game, I don't think. Your thoughts? No, it has no effect on the games. And I think they were so worried about the casinos, not just the betting. They were worried about the casinos because you were able to bet before it came here. And now these big cities, Chicago, Montreal, Toronto, all these cities you go to, they all got casinos. So you're not, that was the element they were afraid of. You know, but it has no effect. And these kids are pretty smart. They don't go in the casino too much. And, yeah, who cares if he goes in there? It's his money. You know, he do what he wants with it. They've done other dumb things with him. So um, those are the kind of things that that was the problem, you know, they thought was going to be a problem. But obviously they're figuring out that it's working very well. Well, I appreciate your time as always. I'll let you plug this beautiful place that we're at right now because Bar Canada is a special spot. We've loved it the days we've been here. We love Circa. I'm sure the stadium sport, uh, stadium swim has been awesome as well. But go ahead and throw out a plug that get people to come down here and, and try it out. Well, Bar Canada down here, we have Canadian beer, which, you know, people that, love, that live in Canada love Canadian beer. And that's one of the things we have. It's a great viewing. We'll have live hockey audio. I mean, I don't know if you can hear it in the background right now, but live hockey audio every week. And the Golden Knights are always going to be live here. Um, hockey, this is a hockey bar, and this is kind of my bar. You know, I'm the one Canadian that works here, and this is kind of my bar. So, you know what, if you ever want to see me, you can usually find me here at some point. Um, all you got to do is ask the bartenders where I'm at. Darren well, we Banks, 15, thanks so much for that. Uh, we've got 15 screens in front of me here. we got the Golden Knights game, and... Uh, we got some tables here. It's a uh, it's a good time. Uh, we've got Molson Canada beer on the table here, so we're doing absolutely. Doing well. Darren, thanks so much for coming in. We appreciate having you here. Uh, tell Derek uh, thanks for uh, partnering up with us on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly because we love being here. All right, thank you guys very much, and hope you come back again. We'll definitely be back. That's thank Darren you. Banks, folks, uh, with the uh, the D Las Vegas. Uh, what a storied career he had uh, playing just a number of places. I mean, there's guys that, that have played places, scored more goals, uh, had more penalty minutes, you name it. But but Darren Banks has been all over the place. So, Paul, I, I looked for you, and I, I lost you. <laughs> yeah, we had a situation we had to take care of. So, uh, I, 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 you know, when you look at the map that uh, Darren was able to weave, Fort Wayne, Salt Lake, Knoxville, Providence, Boston, Detroit, Adirondack, Portland, uh, Maine. Uh, obviously played a couple of different times in Las Vegas. Utica, Quebec, San Antonio, uh, Fort Huron, London, Ontario. Uh, he played in Phoenix, Knoxville, Jacksonville, Kansas City. I love that. I need those stickers. The song I've been everywhere comes to comes to mind right now because with this guy, he certainly has been everywhere. He's played everywhere, that's for sure, it seems like. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, let's take another quick break. Let's come back and let's uh, talk about what's going on around us because uh, the Golden Knights and the Coyotes have started game two of their four-in-a-row uh, hockey series in the NHL. So we'll be back in about three minutes to discuss that. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. 
Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2000 seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. For the breakfast burritos which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. Club Hockey, Southwest Weekly. Not much club hockey to talk about tonight, but that's because we're in day four of four straight shows right here from the uh, – Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, specifically Bar Canada. You heard our guest, Darren Banks, who uh, said he's the only Canadian here, so Bar Canada is his place. If you want to find Darren, I just asked for him here at Circus Sports at the bar because they will know where Darren resides. Uh, he loves it here. Um, what a great story. He, he gave us some great insight into a lot of things. Stephen, quick recap from you on, uh, on our conversation with Darren Banks. Uh, it was good. I really enjoyed uh, the um, being able to have somebody that's been in hockey for so long, and uh, and of course he works here and down here at the D, and is a great promoter of the ho this hotel and, and the downtown area, which has been on the up climb here in the last few years. And obviously the Golden Knights coming on and the um, help helping with that, and and being able to have be able to get people to go to games. They they have they'll have guests come to the 
go to the games and be able to offer that. And, and it's, uh, it's really been a benefit. We, we know how much a benefit hockey has been for Las Vegas. And, and having somebody like him on our show and be able to talk about that uh, was, certainly, uh, was certainly great. Okay, Paul Hornstein, your thoughts on uh, on Darren Banks? He's, uh, he's uh, one of a kind. As you said, he weaved quite a road coming through, but tell us a little bit about what uh, what you got away from that conversation. Well, I love that. I, I love the the fact that when you hear guys that have stories like that, uh, I, I wish we really had time to go in-depth into all the places that he played and get into some of the stories because clearly uh, he knows – uh, a lot of folks and played with a lot of folks, uh, be they in the minor leagues or the NHL, oh, and has experience with a lot of these guys. Um, and, you know, I can watch the stuff on the ice all the time. I, I You know, I, I don't need anybody to kind of guide me through that. But when, when guys play for that long, they usually have tons and tons of good stories. And, 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 and I wish we would have – I mean, you're always going to wish you had more time to get into some of those stories, at least the ones they can tell anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And as we sit right here in the, uh, the beautiful Bar Canada, uh, there's some items in front of us. I've got three uh, Pandemic podcast T-shirts. I've got some other stuff from the B to give away. I've got some playing cards, some dice. So, again, if you uh, heard our conversation and uh, you want to uh, – Get to our social media site at Twitter at IceTimeSW. Just tell us something from the conversation we had with Darren Banks, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll make sure that you get some of this great swag that we're giving away. It, it will not be my Molson Canadian. I can promise you that. That's going to stay with me. Um, that's one of the things here. As Darren said, uh, he's the only Canadian here. Um, Stephen, uh, let's wrap up. Uh, talking about ACHA hockey and, and give us some stuff about where you think the future lies now. I mean, last night when we had Nick uh, Raboni on from UNLV, he said he's, he's doubtful that there will even be a national tournament. Your thoughts on that? When we look at the future of the uh, ACHA hockey at this level, it's I think it's just, it's just great. I was, you know, I was really looking forward to, to this season, obviously, because we had, we had UNLV and Grand Canyon and, and Utah joining the WCHL. There's, there's, as you've always, as you said, there's an arm, there was an arm race to, to recruit and to improve the teams. We had the Utah players on, or we had the Utah coaches for both the men and the women on recently and, and talked about the, the optimism and the, um, the, 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 um, the skills that our, these team players are bringing and it's it's wonderful and, and i think i think the future is bright um i think it's only a matter of time i think at some point before the uh unlb gets an opportunity to go to the ncaa level um you know you had you mentioned nick raboni was on the show last night and talked about conversations that they've had with the athletic department and with the previous athletic director now the current athletic director and, and there's there's a positive feedback there and you know the focus right now, as as has been with 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 the new athletic director that she's been there for a couple of years now, is the basketball and the football getting that to be improved. But that doesn't mean that down the road that hockey is not an opportunity for for hockey to come into fruition as an NCAA program. You know, if the Golden Knights continue to have success, which I'm sure they will, all the Silver Knights come into play. 
Uh, that's going to certainly help UNLV. But for ACHA as a whole, it's 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 great, and I think that it's it's going to be it's going to be wonderful. And I'm looking forward to when we we can get back to games and we can see all these teams compete because uh, you know as, as you've been to any game, Scott, and I've been to games. Um, it, it's great hockey. It's not it's you're, it's not low quality hockey. It's pretty good hockey. These are kids that want to play. They're paying to play. So they're, they're passionate about the hockey. They, they you know and 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 it's it's great hockey. I mean, it's it's it may not be NCAA quality, but it's it's in some cases right up there knocking at the door. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think uh, you know I'm going to bring back that word relevance because I think right now more than ever, especially in ACHA hockey, you need to continue to find ways to keep your program in front of your fan base. And I think some teams are doing really well at it. Some teams can use a little help with it. Paul Hornstein, you've had a chance to uh, to see a little bit more of Vegas and, and, and a chance to visit with Nick Fabroni last night. Your thoughts on ACHA hockey and where where its place is in the hockey world? Well, here's what I'll say. Okay. Uh, there have been many stories over the last few years where there are more players than there are uh, locker room stalls at the NCAA level. Um, so kids uh, don't really – there are more places uh, – there just aren't enough NCAA teams. So it trickles down. You know, there are more and more hockey players every year all over the country and all over the world, and they want to play. And, you know, so as the amount of players grow that want to play, it's better for everybody at every level. Um, and there are, like I said, there's more players than spots. So the ACHA, especially the D1 teams in ACHA, uh, that really works to their advantage because um, they're getting players that say maybe 10 years ago and talent ten, then 10 years ago are now that they wouldn't get 10 years ago uh, because there weren't as many players. So it trickles down. And, you know, there are, as Nick Raboni said last night, there's probably some the, – the top of ACHA D1 can more than hold their own against Division three teams. And once again, you know, their talent level goes up, too, as the amount of players goes up, too. Okay, I want to follow that up when you said about that talent level. Um, you're my co-host on NCAA Hockey. Uh, we saw something happen uh, at Arizona State this week that I didn't think I'd ever see happen. And I know it's different. I know it's Big Ten protocol. It's COVID. It's different things. But the Arizona State Sun Devils are forced to bring up um, – an ACHA goaltender to make sure that they had enough goalies on the roster. Tell us about that, Paul. Well, listen, uh, good for the kid, Bronson Moore. Um, you know, you don't come to a school that has a varsity program at a, and you're playing club. You're not really going into that, or you shouldn't be, um, going into that expecting to get a chance to play for the varsity program. But you know what? You're in the right place at the right time and play the right position. Uh, there you go. I mean, uh, if you look back at uh, the first couple of years of ASU's varsity program, they still had some club players on the team. Um, 
and really by the end of that first season, even though they had uh, recruited some Division One, some kids who played Division One goalie, uh, Robert Levin, who was the club goalie that won them the national championship, uh, ended up being their starting goalie for at least maybe three fourths of a season uh, in that first year. So, um, you know, you're in the right place, the right time. Hey. Okay, so we'll kind of wrap up this, but we're, we're here at Bar Canada, as I said, in the beautiful D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Um, part of the reason this week worked out so well for us is the Arizona Coyotes and the Golden Knights are playing, and I think we'd be remiss, Stephen, if we didn't talk about uh, what's going on in front of us or on the side of us or behind us or <laughs> everywhere the TVs are here. But the Golden Knights uh, off to a 3-0 start. Now they're uh, in game four of the season, second game uh, against Arizona in a row, and it's a 2 nothing lead for Golden Knights. What are you seeing tonight that you didn't see maybe um, Monday night? Well, Alex Petrangelo getting a goal, his first goal as a Golden Knight, that certainly uh, helps too, and uh, they're getting off to a really strong start in this game. You know, the last game, it was it took them to the third, late in the second period, early third period, you know, before they got scoring. Tonight, you know, they got off to a 2 nothing start, and and they're on the power play here. You're, you're seeing a lot more uh, opportunity to work on the power play, and, and they're just finding themselves out. You know, all these teams, we got to keep in mind, didn't have a preseason games. You know, they, they had training camp, and some had longer than others, depending if they played in the bubble or not. Both these teams did play in the bubble, so they had about the same time to, to train, but in training camp. So uh, we're seeing, even though the Golden Knights have won three games, you know, there was definitely a lot that they could be worked on and as they continue to have practices and continue to refine their, their skills and get into the, this, this strange season format, then, you know, you get into a groove and, and you, can, uh, you can get a 2-0 uh, uh, start in this game, you know, 3-0 series lead. Uh, and you got the Arizona Coyotes who are, are trying to, to find themselves too. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 what's interesting about this is that you got four straight games against this, the, same two, the same teams. So it's, it's almost like a, a mini playoff series in, in the regular season. So and we're going to see a lot of that with teams. You're either going to play two in a row or in some cases you're going to play four in a row just like you would in the, in the playoffs. So uh, that's the kind of season it's going to be. And, and uh, so that's what we gotta, that's what we got to really look forward to. But good start in this game by the Golden Knights for sure. Yeah, you know, the, the, the great part of being in Vegas is there's just so much stuff going on all the time and and we love it i mean I, I love doing the live shows because people are here uh, you know looking at what we do and, and interested in hockey and the other night monday night when we ended our show we, we ended up staying around uh, to watch the golden knights and coyotes and uh, i turned my phone on a couple of times because this place erupted when the, the golden knights scored so it was a uh, so uh, you know it was really fun to have uh, to have that atmosphere and well, whether it's club, whether it's uh, NCAA, whether it's professional, uh, it's the environment. Paul, well, how to, how, it's always go ahead. It's always about the environment. It's always about the environment. Uh, it is what makes uh, hockey uh, the, the the game that it is. Uh, why it's the best game to watch live uh, of of all the sports. Um, you know, I love football, uh, and, and and I love baseball. And if you're asking me what game I would prefer to go see live, it, I would pick hockey every time. Unless you're telling me it's about 85 and sunny and I can sit out in the bleachers 
with a few of these Molson Canadians that they gave us tonight here at the Bar <laughs> Canada, and that that might change my mind a little bit. But nine out of ten times, I'm picking that hockey game, and always going to go for that. Well, let me ask you this, Paul: as you finish up your trip here in Vegas, as you got to spend an extra day here that you didn't think you got to to do, is what is your impression of Vegas? Now, you 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 said you. You haven't really been to Vegas other than you had a layover uh, some t- about back in the 80s, so it's been a while. Um, so just as you had a chance, Scott has taken you around to see the different hockey rinks here in town, and just, he's taken you along to, to show you that. What, what you mean, do you feel like? You mean, other, you mean other than when he puts me to work? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. He, he, yeah. I mean, he, that's to what work. Scott does. He puts, us to, he puts us to work, right? He puts us to work. So, But just... What, what has your experience been like here the last uh, almost week now, or five, six days that you've been in Vegas, and you've got a chance to, to be here and to, to check out everything that Vegas has to offer, uh, even though we're in COVID times? Well, listen, uh, I, I I said this to somebody last night. I go, uh, this place is, is uh, crazy now, and we're in the situation that we're in. I can't imagine what this place must be like. Uh, in, in quote unquote normal times, uh, like I'm walking out on that Fremont Street next, you know, right outside the hotel, and you did get a little taste of that, yeah, on Fremont Street on Saturday night. That was, uh, that was, yeah, I mean, that known- was, uh, <laughs> the, the only thing I can compare it to, and I, and I, and I've said this, is, is Times Square in Manhattan. It, it's the, it's, it's, it's the only thing that I would say is comparable, um, and I know that they're working hard to make this a a a, a much more uh, a fun destination. Well, it's already fun. They're they're, they're, they're you know this it's already fun. I, I like I said I can only compare it to Times Square. I the, right now if you go to Times Square in normal times, it's complete and total touristy. I mean, to the point where you have a situation where, like, you, you're you sitting there and it's like, if you're from New York, you almost don't want to go there. But this now is even in a spot where here, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm marveling. Like, I don't know with all the lights and all, it just, you're constantly looking up and you're constantly turning around and you're constantly... And, and that was fun. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I can't wait to come back. All right, folks. That wraps up another uh, great show. We're going to let Stephen do his read, and then I'll, uh, I'll give you some updates on what's happening in the future. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey. Come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat. 
than to actually eat it. My summer skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona. By M-Draw, presenting partner of what drives you. m in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by behind the mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line. Serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of our Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. How'd I do there, Paul? <laughs> Ah, very well done, Stephen. Right, it's all right. I don't worry. You're, you're fine. Listen, you know, um, you know, you. I, I don't think you went to uh, that. You have a you know, that broadcast training that that I spent seven years working on, uh, uh, and only left because they kicked me out of ASU. So I mean, you got you know, baby steps, right? I mean. Uh, this is why I tell you guys. I, by the way, I did, I, I, I did go to journalism school at UNLV. By the way, did you? I did. did you? Yes, okay, I got. That's... I got my degree. I got my degree in journalism at UNLV. <laughs> was was it print though? Was it print or? It, it, it was more on the broadcast side. Okay. All right. Listen, but you didn't go seven years, <laughs> did you? <laughs> no, it just took me four. <laughs> oh, see, see, I got more practice. Uh, you, you got more practice, right? <laughs> Folks, you know what I have on, on my right and my left now. Uh, anytime that you hear us on the air, you'll know exactly what I have to deal with on my right and my left. Uh, thank you guys for for You signed up for this, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that I did. Okay. You'll think what we have to deal with to our left and right. Uh, it's been fun, guys. Thanks so much for helping us make this uh, a really good time. Uh, I do have so many people to thank. I'm sure I'm going to miss somebody, but... Everybody here at the, the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, thank you so much for being our Monday night professional hockey Southwest Weekly Partners. Big shout out to my uh, our partners on Sunday night behind the mask for helping us put on College Hockey Southwest Live, our NCAA reaction show. Uh, Tuesday night, Paul and I do College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine, Cancion Tequila. Thanks to Roger Klein's... Uh, and Roger Klein, the Peacemaker, for all of our great music that we get. Uh, Wednesday night, of course, this show right here, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Stephen Marsh, my co-host for this, Paul Hornstein, stuck around. He said his flight got canceled. I got a feeling he just wanted to hang out one more night. It might have been the Jesse Ray's Barbecue. It might have been Molson Canadian. Or it might have been Darren Banks. Banks. Company. It might have been Darren Banks. He wanted to talk to Baron Banks. <laughs> Could have been all of those. I, I know I certainly didn't want to waste an hour or two in the airport. That's for sure. <laughs> Again, uh, there's worse places you could have gotten stuck. All right. We thank you all for listening. Uh, continue to download the podcast. I think we're something like uh, 10,500 strong now. So keep on downloading it. Keep on listening. Keep on going to the website, IcetimeHockeySW.com. Get out uh, YouTube and the website on Sunday for the next What Drives You presented by M-Drive. Uh, great uh, visit we had today over at the Yard Hockey Training Center. So 
Thanks again to the D. Thanks again to the Bar Canada. Thanks again to Circus Sports. Uh, certainly Derek Stevens. And, of course, our special guest tonight, Darren Banks. Thanks for stepping in and uh, talking hockey with us. Folks, we got a couple, a uh, period and a half more to go to watch uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes. So we're going to say on that note, good night. And a uh, little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers will take us away. Good night. <laughs>